Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong and I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Trevor Stores, who is having a few technical difficulties right now, but he'll be down here real shortly. Um, it always happens to us. It always happens to us. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio. So anyway, uh, in today we are going to be covering all sorts of good stuff. We're going to be talking about our most surprising games of week one of the NFL, and we're talking about all the folks that uh, were had their starts as rookies, and we're going to be talking about Washington football's week one game against the Chargers, and our top five power rankings, and some potential fantasy football waiver wire pickups. There's so much we're going to talk about today. Hey Trevor, how you doing? I'm good. I'm finally here. Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> Busy man on a Monday evening, but we are here. I'm here. What's up, everybody? Oh, uh, yes. And then I know you had a busy day yesterday, too, because you had to watch the football game as well, weren't you? Yes, sir. Yes, indeed, oh, unfortunately, but I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. We're definitely going to talk about the game a little bit, but I know we talked about the sewage main break over there, and luckily for you, you didn't get hit, right? Yeah, nah, my kids aren't aren't there. I'm down in the lower level, but that was still atrocious. But it was icing on the the cake for the whole outcome of the game, so it is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) But they got to lose the sweets afterwards, and they got to watch the game inside air conditioning stuff. That was cool. Yeah, well, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, yeah. And, uh, and of course, um, we also were talking about pre-show, and I just had to mention this because it popped up on Twitter, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? But the cat fell to the upper deck of Hard Rock Stadium in Miami (laughs) Gardens. Holy cow, dude! I mean, like, how do you get a cat into a game, first of all? Like, and then, I know! Like, what, in the, what in the hell? Yeah, exactly. What in the actual heck was that cat doing there? But but uh, what I understand happened, though, is that the cat was trying to make his way off the second deck, and people were trying to help him pull it up, and he was there freaking the cat out, so he kept pushing himself back down and down until it fell off. So that's got to be absolutely frightening for that cat. He's like, why are those people coming for me? This is unbelievable. (laughs) And apparently, the cat actually peed on the people below them. That's why they knew the cat was there. And then they managed to catch the cat as he fell in their American flag. That is so patriotic right there. I mean, that's amazing. Well played. (laughs) Well played, Miami. (laughs) All right. We got lots of stuff. We got lots of stuff to talk about today. Let's get rolling of all those those topics. We got week one, man. Week one's almost almost. Week one is here. All right, so I want to put a pin in the Miami football game versus the Chargers because we're going to jump into that in a little bit of detail. But I want to ask first about which game, other than that one, which game was most surprising to you, Trev, regarding week one? Uh, I'm going to go with the Cardinals and the Titans. Yeah, wow. I did not see – yeah, I did not see that quote-unquote blowout happening. Kyler Murray, total five touchdowns, running yeah. around like somebody was playing with him on Madden. <laughs> and all you heard all offseason right. was Derrick Henry. We got Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. But yes, that he wasn't there. No impact. Yeah, and honestly, the Titans have never really had a good secondary. 
as their defense. So at the same time, you're kind of not surprised, but I am really surprised that they allowed 40 points at home. Yeah. Or, or oh, my God. Them, so yeah. I, I can I can tell you this, you know, I, we've been all kind of waiting to see what would happen with Kyler Murray. Was he going to take that next step or not? And was he going to be the answer? I mean, we all kind of thought he is, he's the guy, right? He's the, he's going to be right. the franchise quarterback in the Arizona Cardinals. But was he going to take them the next step? And the answer is a resounding yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, yeah. wow. And I don't know if I want to credit Kyler Murray and uh, the offense and the Cardinals defense, you know, give them some credit. Or do I want, I mean, like how many sacks, three sacks Chandler Jones had? I mean, unbelievable. Five, five sacks. Okay. There you go. Five yeah. sacks. Thank you. I mean, like that's <laughs> unbelievable. You, you that know, really most, is bad. <laughs> I know. Most guys would want that in a season. One game. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I don't kind know if to scary. credit them or to credit the Titans though, for being bad. You know, that's right. the thing I, I'm a little unclear about. And you named it, you know, Derek Henry, did not show up. 17 carries, 58 yards. Most of that after the uh, they being basically blown out at that point, and they're averaging 3.5 yards per carry. It just wasn't. It wasn't good. It just wasn't good. Um, no. I don't know what the problem was. You know, I mean, was it Tannehill? Was it the offensive line? First I kind of want to say, like... yeah. I mean, I just don't know what it is. I mean, Henry's a he's a veteran, right? Tannehill's a veteran. Yeah. Uh, AJ Brown is now yeah. a veteran. Julio Jones is a veteran. I mean, there there isn't really, really isn't a whole lot of pieces here that I felt like we're going to have problems and yet they did. So good one. That's a good one. I definitely agree. That was very surprising. The game that I picked is the most surprising of the week where the Packers and the Saints playing in Jacksonville. Now maybe I shouldn't have been surprised because New Orleans after um, hurricanes are, you know, they are amazing after hurricanes and yeah. they really took it to them. I mean, like let's just yeah, two sides did. of the story, you know? And the Packers side is like, what in the world just happened there? And then the Saints side is like, you know, we all were talking about what's going to happen after Drew Brees. And the answer is nothing. Everything is great. <laughs> unbelievable. Winston, Winston is the answer to that question. Yeah. Winston threw for only 148 yards but had five touchdowns. That's insane. Five. His field position was constantly positive, And it really took the pressure off. And I can't remember. I, I can't remember the last time Jameis Winston didn't throw an interception. I mean, that, that is really something, you know? <laughs> That's a good point, you know? I didn't it's think unbelievable. about that. And you think about what, his targets, right? I mean, there was no Michael Thomas out there, you know? He didn't – when he was in right. – you know, he didn't have the you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin when he had – like he had in, in Tampa Bay. I mean, he was – you know, this, he was making do with what he had, and it was really working for him. So, hats off to Jameis Winston. He far exceeded my expectations. The flip side of that, though, is, man, Aaron Rodgers, what happened? I mean, 133 oh. yards, two interceptions. Aaron Jones rushed for just nine yards on five carries. No touchdowns scored by the Packers. I can't remember the last time I said those words. Um, it's just that unbelievable. was awful. Absolutely awful. And, and then, of like, course, the you know defense was terrible too. They couldn't stop anybody. So oh, no, not at all. I mean, hopefully the same, Aaron Rodgers bounced back yeah. though. So. Right, right. No, I agree. I think I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come back from this at some point. But you got to wonder how much all that off season, you know, mm-hmm. that he had, and and the kind of yep. arguments with with the and the fact that this is his last year in Green Bay, and you know the fans are kind of behind him, but they know it's kind of like the quote unquote last dance. I mean, the funny thing about it, Trev, is that when we had the last dance with the Bulls, nobody knew that was the last dance. Um, we kind of thought maybe it would be, but nobody knew that. You're coming into the season right. saying this is our last dance and we're going to win it all. That's a tall order, you know? 
<laughs> very, yeah, very much so. So sorry for that tall order. But no. like A-Rod like a said today, it's one game. They have 16 yeah. left. They'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, that's true. But the Saints didn't have their first punt until the third quarter. So that's yeah, <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's craziness. That's pretty bad. Um, all right. So that was so that's a big mess. It's really interesting to see what happens there. I mean, Jordan Love coming in to take over in the fourth quarter was very interesting too. If I was Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, I'd be like, let me just I'm gonna throw my I'm gonna get myself out of this funk. Let's just go. But to to take exactly. a seat, I don't know if that was a coaching decision or if that was Aaron Rodgers throwing in the towel. Uh, either drama, way, drama, drama. I know. Nothing like drama. We'd love some drama on this show. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's it for that. Let's just go ahead and uh, go ahead and hit the boxing bell on that one. And let's talk about the Washington football team and the Los Angeles Chargers. And, Trav, like you said, you're at the game. Tell us about the game and your breakdown of what went down, including the impact of Ryan Fitzpatrick's injury. Uh, about the game, the fan experience was, was incredible. Yes, there were a lot of Chargers fans there, but at least there were fans there. Um, <laughs> It was, the stadium was electric. We were all hyped, you know, coming off the NFC East Championship and Ryan yeah, Patrick sure. and this and that. Defense is better, blah, blah, blah. Well, we stunk it up. Um, I think mm. we allowed the Chargers to convert 15 of 19 third down, which is – you're not going to win a football game if you're going to do that. I don't care nope. who you have. If you let that happen, it's not gonna, the win's not going to happen. Um, right. Our defense did not display what they were advertised all offseason as they were um, – so as a top five defense, we look like a top 25 defense, maybe. Yeah, yeah. we allowed 20 points, but it's still enough to win, obviously. So there's that. Um, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick going down early in the second quarter. That was just like, That's brutal. I literally, I remember, I literally looked up to the sky and was like, are you serious? <laughs> like, for, like we didn't even get a chance to see the magic. We didn't get a chance that he is the quarterback like we need right now or Heineke deserves it, but, like, and yeah. six to eight weeks, hip injury. They say it's a similar one to Tua, and we all know what Tua's going through and probably still is going through today, to be right. honest. Um, Patrick's an older quarterback. I don't see him playing another down for this team. Wow. So it's, it's after it's, the yeah, offseason? Yeah, Oof. like, I mean, six to eight weeks with his age for with a hip injury, I just yeah. don't see – you know, I don't see him being healthy, and then we're just going to be like, all right, Taylor, thanks for your services. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's, he's healthy. We need him now. I just don't see Ryan Rivera being like that. I think we're right. riding with Taylor to the wheels fall off. So, um, in a nutshell, offense could start being explosive now that we have a healthy quarterback back there. We'll see what happens. And then the defense needs to step up and prove that they're top five. Like, the like we all thought they, they would are, be. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought they were top three, honestly. And, and, you know, I mean, that's just coming from a pure objective outside perspective. I thought they were top three. Right. And, and, you know, honestly, you know, it's interesting because you raised that entire um, conversion on third down. And, yeah, yesterday, 73.7% conversion rate on third down. That's bad. In, in persp- to put it in perspective, they only allowed 37.8% third down conversions in 2020. So 37 to 73, I mean, that's, that's on God. I mean, I don't know what happened there. That's awful. That's I don't either. Awful. I, a lot of defensive players were in the right spot, not shooting the right gaps or shooting the wrong gaps. Um, Ron Rivera mentioned that these guys have got to trust each other on the defensive side of the ball and make sure that I can trust this person to be here and trust this person to be there. So, right, right. I think we got time to straighten it out, but we got the Giants coming up Thursday, short week. The that will game. definitely cure any ills. 
playing the Giants. We're the so only be... game on TV, so we'll see how we You'll... perform because we're not good on primetime like that. But we'll, <laughs> well see neither what, are we'll the see Giants. What so I think yeah, you're in, you think so. you're okay. Um, you know, the biggest mistake I think came from Antonio Gibson losing the fumble yeah. on his own four yard line. Uh, that was a killer. That was a turnover that led to an easy touchdown that gave him the lead. So honestly, without that touchdown, you know, let's be honest here. Um, Justin Herbert looked good. He moved the yeah, ball at will, but he only scored one touchdown. So right. the defense was bread not break. And that was still up until the fourth quarter, even with all the conversions of third down, they weren't allowing them to score. So it was that fumble was a difference in the game. Now it's, it's unfair to Antonio Gibson to, to single him out because clearly a lot of other things went wrong to put them in a situation they were in order to lose twenty to sixteen. But that certainly is a killer. You know, it's absolutely. Oh my god! Killer. The whole at the stadium just you could just feel the breath being taken out of everybody's soul in that right. stadium when you fumbled that ball. Oh, it was right. terrible. All right. So, again, like I said, giving credit where credit's due. Justin Herbert looks like he picked up just where he left off as 2020 Offensive Rookie of the Year. Keenan Allen, of yeah. course, big time, nine catches, 100 yards, caught everything so, that had to be caught. So, you yeah. know, I mean, give, give the Chargers some credit. Uh, and, and obviously, the, the, the Washington, Washington football team is not done. They clearly have a lot of work to do, but the solutions are there. I think that's just a matter yeah. of getting their feet under them and moving on to the next game. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, and um, that's coming up sooner than we think. Only a couple of days away. Yes. All right. Yes, sir. the box smell on that one. And let's have our uh, let's talk about our first uh, first um, uh, support. Oh my God! I'm just I'm really just tripping over my words today. This is terrible. <laughs> it's it's because the reason is because I watched that I, Sunday Night Football. Everyone knows I'm a Bears fan. I'm so uh, exasperated yeah. by what happened during that game. I'm so exasperated because our defense basically decided to go on vacation. They're, they're like, they don't yeah. even touch. You know what? Oh, hey, listen, Van Jefferson caught the ball. He's on the ground. You know what? I'm not going to bother to touch him because I am just done with this game. I'm just going to walk off the field. <laughs> that, that is the type of defense we have. Anyway, first sponsor of the day, Manscaped. Let's talk about Manscaped. <laughs> uh, support for Football Garbage Time brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, which we have, right? We have yes, the 4.0 because it's awesome because four is better than three and it's better than two is better than one. Obviously, 4.0 is great. So oh, join us and over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, our listeners, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code garbage time and manscaped.com. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code garbage time at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code garbage time. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped. All right, let's manscaped. move on. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Shout out to Manscaped. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the t-shirts guys. <laughs> I actually wore mine. Yeah. So, no joke. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> All right. Let's get on to the next topic. And that is our new top five power rankings. The top five teams after week one, we got one week, obviously <laughs> I don't want to overreact, but where are we, Trevor? Who's your top five this week? Got to go with the goat. Number one. That I got the Saints in there, the Steelers, the Chiefs, and sorry, Hakun, but the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, you know, what's really funny about that 
is that you don't look that much different from mine, and I actually have the Rams there as well. And and I think I feel confident saying that um, the Rams deserve to be there because I saw every painful minute of what Matt Stafford did to us. And, you know, this is a showing of what Matt Stafford can do with good receivers and a good line, something he never had. I mean, and I'm not trying to, like, you know, crown you, but, like, Cooper Cup, and there's no slouch to Cooper Cup because he's really, really good, but they yes. made him look like a number one out there last night. <laughs> with that, that I know. So imagine, imagine other actual number one wide receivers coming to town. So I know. I know. It, it's going yeah. to be it's going to be really, really rough um, for sure. So my top five looks somewhat similar to yours, but there is one glaring difference here. I have the Kansas City Chiefs as number one. I have the Buccaneers at number two. I have the Steelers at three. I have the 49ers at four Ooh. and the Rams at five. So obviously you have the Saints in there at uh, number two. I have the 49ers at four. All the rest of them are pretty close. Um, my mm-hmm. honorable mention, if I had to go to six, actually wouldn't be the Saints. It would be the Browns um, from what they did Ooh. to the Chiefs. But so that, I got to ask you, what do you see in the Saints uh, that you really like? Jameis Winston threw for five touchdowns against Green Bay. And Green Bay yeah. is not known for their defense, but they do have some defensive studs on that side of the ball. That's true. And it's just it's, try, it's just kind of crazy you you allow Jameis Winston. But, I mean, the game was in Florida. He played his, you know, he played his college career in Florida and went to Tampa for it. So he knows how to play in Florida. So that might have been a little bit of an advantage. But you allow 38 points to Jameis Winston, and he doesn't have a number one wide receiver. Yeah. So, yeah, like, no you know, that's, I mean, and then five touchdowns, barely even for over 200 yards. The Saints look like they are not somebody you should sleep on. So, I got No, no, I totally, there. totally agree with that. And I, and I actually, the other interesting thing about it is um, he doesn't almost, he almost doesn't need a receiver. With somebody like Alvin Kamara out there, he demands so much attention that that defense was constantly worried they're going to get run over by him and he did it anyway even when they were ready for him so that is quite a i mean you have him you almost don't need a lot of receivers but hats off to james winston we already talked about him a lot but i mean hats off to him he really exceeded all my expectations so i don't i don't think that's the tough i don't think that uh i'm surprised to see that but number two wow that's pretty high so what about the 49ers so i have the 49ers at four right i just like this i like what they were doing everything they did even when they had to bring in um, their backup, um, Eli uh, Mitchell, as uh, as running mm-hmm. back after Raheem Mostert went out. They didn't lose a beat, and both uh, Lance Garoppolo actually probably had one of his best games, along with Lance going in there and getting a couple of nice ones as well. So I think they look like they're a team on the rise. And they did let the Detroit Lions come back into it at the end. That yeah. was a sequence of events that's absolutely insane. Um, <laughs> I just don't <laughs> know what happened there. Um, and had they won that game, I would have been like, wow, I've seen it all. I just, I've just absolutely seen it all. But I do think the 49ers are for real and deserve to be in the that top five. That whole division five. is for real. I agree. I agree with that. I mean, that whole division is really out of this world right now. So uh, it's really tough pickings right there. So if you had an honorable, if you had an honorable mention, if you had a number six, and like I said, I, had, I would take the Browns. The Saints would be after the Browns for me at seven. So who would you pick at six? Would, would one of those teams end up at number six? Ooh. Uh, I'm gonna be crazy and say the Houston Texans. <laughs> oh my God, the Houston! Now, you know, I, and I gotta say, you know, hats off, Tyrod Taylor. Hats yes, off, you know. Honorable mention, like, <laughs> might not be realistic, but you played your butt off this weekend, sir. Like, 
Yes, sir. You scored, what, over 40 points, I believe is what it was? You yeah. picked off Trevor Lawrence three times on defense. So, like, pass off to you, Houston. I mean, everybody thought you were the laughing stock of the league right now. Pass Absolutely. Off to you I really thought that the Houston Texans were just a steaming dumpster fire. And they ended up – they proved me wrong. <laughs> they were something mm-hmm. else. I mean, like, Tyrod Taylor – 291 passing yards and two touchdowns, 40 rushing yards. I mean, he's great. He's actually showing up later in our segment here as I talk about our waiver wire pickups because I think if you need a deep quarterback, you could do worse than Tyrod Taylor, who seems to be playing his butt off, just playing beyond everything. So hats off to you, Houston Texans. You get an honorable mention from Trev. He's showing you a little bit of respect there. (laughs) Um, All right, let's hit the boxing bell on that. Let's get to the next topic, and that is the best and worst rookie performances of the week. Who do you have on your radar as, uh, with regards to best and worst rookie performances this weekend? Uh, I'm going to piggyback on you with one of them, Jamar Chase. And mm-hmm. then, I love it. Um, because, you know, at all preseason, he wasn't catching anything. A rumor came out after that that he wasn't used to the NFL size balls. Right. He used to, you know, college and this and that, blah, blah, blah. Yep. yep. And then he comes out, five catches, 100, over 100 yards, and a touchdown. So, yeah. He's a then not he didn't get much playing time, but Justin Fields, he came oh, in and, who was and that? Yeah, you know seriously, like he came in with the little the limited snacks he showed that you know they're read options of course, but he showed that he can handle that pressure and he scored a touchdown as a rookie, yeah. so without even playing like five snaps, so I think they just need to go ahead and let the reins go and put him as a starting quarterback because he provides excitement, yeah. you know. Yep. Just go ahead and get that get that, get it done. And Andy Dalton sucks, right? So, I mean, that's yeah. not like that's the obvious. He, is, he spends more I mean, time on his mustache and hair to make sure <laughs> it looks good for the game than he does in studying defenses. So. Clearly, clearly. And, and you know, I, I don't put it entirely on him. Obviously, the offensive line was a disaster. So, um, mm-hmm. we couldn't stop Aaron Darnold. And it was just Aaron Donald. And so, you know, there's, yeah. that is that as well. But that being said, he was. Horrific. I mean, he made a lot of bad decisions, yeah. and there he was dinking, dunking him the whole, dinking, dunking the whole way there. I mean, it takes just 10, 10 minutes to get down to the end zone and score. Um, and then there were a lot. Of, I mean, how many times did we we fail on fourth down? So anyway, so there's that. But I'm going to go ahead and, and double down <laughs> and say, you know, Jamar Chase, which you said, uh, I think I love what he did yesterday, and I love what he showed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that it definitely looked like the Bengals made the right decision with their um, their first round draft pick there. I mean, even Joe Burrow was joking about it at his press conference when he said when he sat down and said, "Hey, I thought he was dropping everything. Is he that, did not yeah. drop anything. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't drop anything. And you know, he broke the Bengals franchise record for receiving yards in a debut. He uh, previously oh, set wow. by Jordan Shipley, 82 yards in 2010. He broke that of 101 yards. So okay. Jamar Chase already setting records in Cincy." You know, I love it. I think it's going to be great for him. There was everybody was high on him going into the draft. Everyone was down on him after the preseason. Just goes to show it's the preseason, guys. And let's talk about the other side of this as far as bad performances. Zach Wilson, okay, I thought mm-hmm. looked fantastic in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And then the game started, and you know, regular season game, and he did not look fantastic. You know, his final line. A little bit deceiving, 258 yards, 54.1% completion, two TDs at interception, but he didn't look great. He had zero help, obviously, from his ground game, and perhaps more importantly, his offensive line was absolutely subpar, and it was made worse yeah. by the loss of tackle Mackie Beckton. Um, Wilson got hit 10 times. He got hit 10 That's times. That's awful. 
It's awful. Yeah, absolutely awful. It's not comfortable <laughs> for anybody, and particularly someone in his first regular season NFL start. You know, that just doesn't feel good. Uh, you know, let's credit the Panthers, right? Great defensive front. Yeah. Uh, but they sacked Wilson six times. Four of them were on four-man rushes. They didn't even Ooh. blitz. They just basically put their four down linemen and said, go get them. And they got them four times. That is not good. You know, that is not good. None of that. Is, so, but it wasn't didn't help himself. So in the first half, he was really inaccurate. Um, and he suffered from what I like to call Johnny Manziel syndrome. He thought he could just outrun the defense <laughs> for 10 seconds and then a play would happen and he would just lob the ball into the end zone. It doesn't work that way, Zach Wilson. Nah, not at all. Only one Wilson can do that, and that's Russell Wilson, okay? No, so I'm sorry. It's, uh, if, unless you're Russell Wilson, you're not going to be able to do that. Um, but I will give him some credit. He took a licking, kept on ticking, never gave up until the end, and he made some plays, and he proved, improved dramatically from the first to the second half. And his connection to Corey Davis looks legit. So, you know, there oh, are some positives there, some positives. The other really bad performance – I'm going to jump on is Trevor Lawrence. I just think that, you know, mm-hmm. the, the expectations are so high. Yeah. The expectations, and, yeah. and whatever Urban Meyer is doing in Jacksonville, it's not good. <laughs> okay. It's not no. Urban Meyer. You know, no, it's not. It's, it makes you wonder about the college to pro level transition, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and I think Trevor Lawrence would have benefited with a pro um, I think coach. So too. Someone with more much, experience. Yeah, yeah. You have two rookies. You have a rookie yeah. head coach and a rookie quarterback. How are you supposed yeah. to? Yeah. Totally exactly. agree. Totally agree. And I think that that this is a bad combination. Now, if they went back and played, you know, Alabama or something, maybe this would be a great combination. But this is not a good combination right. in the NFL. That's now. Let's also note Trevor Lawrence did throw for 332 yards and three touchdowns, but he threw for three interceptions, and two of the three at least were on him. You know, Ooh. so. That's not great. Um, and I also blame the Jaguars' defense. I mean, they were absolutely putrid. Um, and, ta- you know, let's give Tyler Taylor all the credit he deserves. But, man, the Jaguars' defense was a disaster, absolute disaster. I, I couldn't tell they were if they were playing out there. It was unbelievable. Right. You know, and, and I don't even know this. Trevor Lawrence, his first regular season football loss ever. Going back through high school, he's never lost a regular season game in his life. Well, he's gonna have he's gonna have to get used to it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's gonna have to get used to it now. I mean, he's, oh man, welcome to the Jaguars, my friend. Okay, yeah. let's uh let's go ahead and ring the bell on that one. Lots of rookies to keep an eye on for next week, and let's talk about our second sponsor, and that's Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the highest impact on the game. Choose 10 of 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and under based on how likely it's to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points, win a share of 140000 guaranteed in prizes, and an over, and they've awarded over $4 million to date. And as we say... For every week, if you're not Kanye West, you need that money, so go get it. You <laughs> promo code, Western. yeah. Shout out to Kanye West. I gave a shout out to Kanye West on another uh, another podcast earlier today. So Kanye, Very you're nice. on. You're in my head. <laughs> Donda, Donda, <laughs> you're in my head. Uh, use promo code Garbage Time when you sign up today, and you'll receive 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. Promo code Garbage Time and download Thrive Fantasy at the App Store or Play Store or visit the website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Hey, guys, I won money there. And by the way, I'm also providing my prop bet picks 
on our site, footballgarbagetime.com, every week. Um, and I set my lineup. I set my prop bets. I set the 10, 10 prop bet, uh, uh, town, 10 prop bet parlay, and I hit seven of the 10, which paid out big. So you want to follow me and follow the pot, follow, follow along and sign up for Thrive Fantasy. You can win some money. All right. So let's talk about our last topic of the day, and that is fantasy football real quick, and that's fantasy football pickups. I'm going to run through my pickups here, and then you run through your pickups if you have any that you have thoughts on. And let's just talk about the ones we think are the um, most interesting to us. I like Jameis Winston, 43% owned. Obviously, everyone we've talked about him a lot. Tyrod Taylor, 3% owned. He's barely owned in leagues. Eli Mitchell <laughs> – who's taken a step in here after Mostert suffered a knee injury. But keep in mind, Trey Sermon, the third-round draft pick, is out there with a healthy scratch mm-hmm. for the first game. He probably won't be a healthy scratch in the next game. So we'll see how that turns out. Cole Beasley, 45% owned. And, man, dude, 13 targets. 13 targets from Josh <laughs> Allen this last weekend. That's over mm-hmm. 25% of Josh Allen's targets in week one. So, hey, listen, Cole Beasley's out there. Go get him if you're in a PPR league. Zach Pascal, 1% owned, but he, but you know what? Carson Wentz loved him. Four or five, four yep. yards, two touchdowns. He loved hitting them in the red zone. So Zach mm-hmm. Pascal, man, 1% owned. Jalen Rieger, 22% owned. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, you know, we, we saw Devontae Smith. He did great. Everybody saw, you know, they saw, wow, Devontae Smith was drafted. They forgot about Jalen Rieger. Guess what? He's good too. He caught all six of his targets, 49 yards, and a touchdown. I know it was going to happen every week, but they got to throw it to somebody. So Jalen Rieger, and, and honestly, I thought that uh, you know Jalen Hurts looked pretty good. And when, for the Arizona Cardinals, Rondale Moore, I've talked about him a lot. I love Rondale Moore, 27% yeah, yeah. owned, 4 of 5 and 68 yards. A.J. Green is the ghost of what he was, and he was not anywhere as productive as Rondale Moore. It's only a matter of time, guys. It's only a matter of time. And then a couple long shots here, if in case you're in really, really deep leagues, like 16-team leagues or deeper. K.J. Osborne, wide receiver for the Vikings, 0% owned. No one owns this guy. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, they're the guys, right? They're obviously the guys. But Osborne piled up seven of nine targets. He caught seven of nine targets for 76 yards in week one. Hey, I'm just saying, that's not nothing. So keep an eye on him, 0% owned. James O'Shaughnessy, tight end of Jacksonville Jaguars. They don't have another tight end. There's, he's 0% owned as well. Trevor Lawrence, you know, he passed the ball 51 times this last week, and I don't think that's going to be every week. But O'Shaughnessy was his favorite tight end target. Six of eight targets for 48 yards. Not huge numbers, but if you're in a PPR league or a deep league and need a tight end, James O'Shaughnessy, your man. Okay, who else you got? Uh, honestly, I'm just going to go with your list, bro. I okay. agree with everything nice. you have. So, okay. honestly, <laughs> take that that way. I'm still new to and, the fantasy thing, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. It's a, it's, but, uh, a, it's a lot there. And I, and, I, and I did you the disservice of going through my list first, so I like, managed to take all the good ones. I appreciate. But the, I would say okay. this. Coming tonight, tonight the game is starting uh, basically right now, um, keep an eye on Tyson Williams. You know, we all know Gus Edwards yeah. injured out for yep. the season. I don't know what the hell they're doing in, uh, in Baltimore, but, man, they got to fix that. they got to fix something. That was crazy. Three season-ending injuries in 19 days. Unbelievable. Like, Unbelievable. And they're all running backs, which is also yeah. than Marcus Peters, too. I forgot about Marcus Peters. Yeah, right. And Marcus Peters. And back-to-back plays, right? I mean, Gus Edward goes out. Yeah. Then Marcus Peters goes That's... out, and then they're like, we're done because we're going to have no yeah. team left. Can we keep practicing? <laughs> I, I thought it was kind of interesting, though, that they chose to um, – that they gave Tyson Williams the chance to be active and did not activate Devontae Freeman or Le'Veon Bell. So yeah. I thought that was That's a pretty good, interesting move. And Latavius Murray's active, too, as well. So that's – Right. 
They just right. signed three think, new running backs. <laughs> I know. And I think the, the excuse, I think, was that Latavius Murray was in football shape because he was on a practice team, but Le'Veon Bell was not in football shape. And Devontae Freeman hasn't been in football shape for like three years. So, right. you know, I'm just saying – he not great. So that, you know, I understand what's happening. It, it's kind of funny because if you look at their, their, uh, your running back room there and you say, well, you have Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman, Latavius Murray. If this was 2017, 2018, that would be amazing. <laughs> but it's 2021. But everybody keep an eye on that. Tyson Williams, keep an eye on that. Poor Gus Edwards. We wish him all the best. I hope, hope he comes back. I was really looking forward to him busting open and getting the opportunity here. So that's a real shame. All right. We have made it to the end of the show, hitting the air horn on the show once again. Wow. That's a packed show. As usual, we're just, we're giving it to the fans, my friend. That's how much we care about you guys. (laughs) Yes, sir. All right. So Trev, give us your social media so people can follow you. Uh, Twitter, Trev stores, WFT, Instagram, Trev underscore stores. I'm everywhere. Facebook. uh, Sorry. Football Garbage Time Podcast, Ref the District Podcast, and yes. Full Press Coverage Podcast. So Yeah, definitely check out those other podcasts. Ref the District is uh, obviously you're just coming from Ref the District. So everyone check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody check out the Full Press Coverage. Yeah, we all had that ED from the Junkies on there today. So Nice, nice. That's, yeah. Everybody definitely go check that out. That's going to be, that's a lot of fun right there. That's a lot of fun. I'm going to go check it out right now. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. All right. So you can follow me at uh, on Twitter at FB Garbage Time. And as always, thank you all for listening and wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy Monday Night Football and week two of the NFL. Yeah. And everyone, remember, when you go to a football stadium, bring a change of clothes, all right? Because you never know. It might be sewage, cat peeing from above. Yeah, you might want to change your shirt. I'm just saying. <laughs> Good night, guys. Yeah, all right. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.